This episode of the Franchise Marketing Show was filmed at the National Franchise Exhibition, so there might be some background noise, but I assure you the video you're about to watch or the podcast you're about to listen to is absolutely fantastic, so enjoy. Hi, James. Hi. Welcome to the Franchise Marketing Show. It's good to have you. Thank you for joining us. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your franchise brands? Yeah, so I'm James Cutting, founder of Football Fun Factory, so we're a children's football coaching organisation. And I guess the main thing about the ethos of the brand is we're just trying to make football fun. So we're stripping football right back. There's no pressure. Uh, there's no uh, expectations really from children when they attend our programmes. It's all about just creating the best possible environment for kids to play football. Where did that inspiration come from to do that? So I had a career in working within a professional football club and saw the best and worst of children playing football at a very young age. So that included some fantastically talented young children um, that had wonderful opportunities and then the same children at times who were just under extreme pressure from a very young age. So a little bit of a pain point really just looking at how football works and then I think it's then how that reflects in terms of then how many children then come out the other side of that, how many children actually become a professional footballer. And the thought process is when there's so few children coming out of the end of it, reaching the goal, then why should all the focus be on being really, really serious about it when actually really the focus should be on enjoyment? The fun of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So in terms of your franchisees, what does a typical franchisee look like in your network? So each and every one of our franchisees is a football coach. So, okay. and that's where we sort of niche down really. So it's, it's not a franchise that you can take on as a sort of managed franchise and put coaches in. It's very much a case of their hands-on football coaches who are really passionate about the experience that they give to children. And for that reason, it kind of makes it easy for us in some ways because we're just looking for football coaches. We're not really looking for people that are looking to take on a franchise so <laughs> in some ways we, we're here today a franchise exhibition and pretty much everyone walking around here is absolutely not the right person for us which right. is probably why we're not exhibiting right because we're looking for football coaches and we find those in different ways so um, yeah it's very much people who are passionate about football love creating brilliant experiences for kids and then we lead them to the franchise opportunity if it's the right thing for them okay and in terms of running a franchise with you what does that look like if it's not? <laughs> yeah. So, so essentially, um, we have methods where we engage football coaches in our brand. And a lot of those are very sto sort of storytelling methods. So it's very much a case of connecting people with the ethos, pushing on a few pain points, really, in terms of all the things that I described just now and where children are participating in football from a young age and, and kind of almost used as mini professionals when actually they're just young children and I think that that really resonates with people football coaches as they look at our brand and then as they learn more about the business more about the brand they see that there's an opportunity for them to do something they love for a living and that leads them to the business opportunity yeah so in terms of like the actual business side of things how does that look in terms of growth and being able to grow the business yeah. in that sense yes yeah, a really good question quite a timely one actually because up until very very recently we've had a business model in place where we have a franchisee we actually call them a head coach we don't even call them a franchisee <laughs> um, we get away from that term entirely and we 
with our head coaches that are obligated to be the main deliverer at the sessions. That's the case for every single one of our franchisees. But then there's a kind of a next level to that, which we've recently developed, which is our management franchise, which is essentially the ability for a head coach to do that, to grow their business, to get it to a certain point in time. Over that period of time, they then show us that they have the skills and capability to lead a team and that those that are then reaching those levels of performance, showing the right characteristics, then go on to put on more sessions and put coaches in to do that. Rather than doing that at the outset, so if we did that at the outset, what, we, what would happen is we would get people who may have the skill set to do that or may not. And of course that can rely on your recruitment process, but as we all know, not everybody that goes through that recruitment process who says all the right things can then do all the right things for the next three months or three years. Yeah, so ideally you want someone that's interested in football, but also interested in kind of being with kids and being able to just encourage them to have fun and to be children in that sense. Yeah, and I think the other thing is then making an impact in your local community. So yeah. we find that people are really passionate about the place where they live. And with our franchise, you can literally operate in the place where you live, in the village where you live, in the town where you live and people have a really strong emotional connection to where they live yeah. and also if they're interested in football they have a really strong connection with where they played football as a child so to go back to those same venues or to their school and offer an opportunity for children it's a it's a really compelling way to take on a business opportunity but also doing something that you really care about as well yeah yeah that sounds like a really nice opportunity for people who love where they are and love what they do Absolutely. so yeah what is it that you really love about your franchise? I love that we are breaking the mould a little bit. I love that we're standing out from the crowd. In football coaching and children's football coaching, there's one main message, which is become the best that you can be, try and be the next Ronaldo or Messi, and go on that journey and do everything you can to be as good as you can be. Sometimes that message comes from coaches, sometimes it comes from the children themselves, but very rarely, and quite often it comes from their parents. Yeah. Um, but what we do also find is that there's another group of parents who are actually in the majority who just want their children to have a great time. And they're almost irrelevant that they're playing football. So football is the vehicle for us for child development. And what yeah. I love is that we're not really developing footballers, we're developing children through football. Okay, I like that. So is that what you would say is what sets you apart from other brands in that? Two things really, um, I think that, so the, the unique ethos of what we do and how we position it and strip it right back and just say it's making, it's making football fun. The second thing is our football inflatables. So at Football Fun Factory we have three different football inflatables. Um, another reason why we're not exhibiting today because there's no way we could get those up here. <laughs> They're quite big, uh, but they, we have an inflatable football pitch. We have a inflatable dartboard where you kick balls that stick to the dartboard. Cool. We have a giant inflatable goal where the kids jump around, it's a bit like a bouncy cart, cross between a, a bouncy castle and the goal. And what I love about that is that children see that and whether they're interested in football or not, they want to take part in it. Yeah. And, and it really draws children and parents and families into becoming part of the football fun factory. Yeah, I mean, I don't have kids and I'm not a football fan, but I want to do that. Yeah, yeah. And you haven't even seen it yet. You, you've exactly. heard about it. Yeah, Just exactly. you describing it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have to ask, what team do you support? I support Norwich City, just because it was my local professional club. Um, but actually, it's really interesting. Having worked at a professional club, 
I worked at Cambridge United Football Club for close to 10 years. Okay. And when you work at a professional club, you sort of follow that team because I was there every match day. Yeah. You know, I was there every home match. I was there some away matches. I was involved in the day-to-day. -day. I knew everything that was going on. And I sort of switched off to all other football. And okay. in some ways, I kind of fell out of love with football okay. by being involved at a professional football club. Because, like I said, I saw the best side of it. I also saw the worst side of yeah. it. Yeah. And being around footballers, they're not always quite what they're made out to be in terms really? of how they... Yeah. Shocking, James. I know, I know. <laughs> and seeing the kind of behind the scenes, sometimes they always say, never meet your heroes. And in some ways, yeah. being behind the scenes of professional football, you really see kind of warts and all. Um, and it kind of switched me off to football, which was, in turn, the best thing, because it then made my opinion of the game change entirely. I went from a football fan to a fan of football, if that makes any sense at yeah, all. Does, so rather yeah. than following a team, I was just a fan of the game itself. Yeah. So now, to be honest, I may run a children's football coaching organisation, but uh, I don't watch much football. I don't really watch match of the day anymore. I don't really care whether Norwich win or lose. And it used to be that that used to make or break my weekend. But what I do care yeah. about is that we can impact thousands of children yeah. and through football, give them a wonderful experience. And for me, so a much more positive way of looking at things. Yeah, and it sounds like the experience that you had is probably what shaped what you do now in yeah. that sense. Definitely, definitely. And I think that there's always, with franchising, we're here today and, and then loads of people will be doing something or looking into a franchise, partly to run towards something, but also partly because they're running away, because yeah. maybe they're in a job that they don't enjoy, so they're looking yeah. to take on a franchise opportunity. And that's quite often the case with our franchisees, that they see something they would love to do. And sometimes it's more of an emotional decision than a financial Absolutely. decision. Yeah, it quite often is the case. So, yeah, definitely. So you've mentioned that you don't have a stand here. So what is your goal for being at the National Franchise Exhibition? Yeah, I think um, I'm making a really conscious effort now to uh, network within the franchise world. We are a very early stage business and franchise. We're only four years into franchising. Uh, we're only six years into the whole business. I ran it for a couple of years by myself. We've lived quite a sheltered life in that we've just cracked on and been really busy for the last three or four years growing our business. And I, need, I know that we need to kind of stick our heads above the water a little bit, see yeah. what else is out there, learn from others, connect with others, become part of the franchise community, which I know is a fantastic community to be involved in so we're here today to do exactly that okay and you want like a bigger space so that you can bring all your inflatables we'd need the whole area yeah <laughs> so there's i don't know how many exhibitors are here today but we'd need the whole thing that would be cool <laughs> you'd have everyone going next there year, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so james we've got some quick fire okay. <laughs> quick fire interesting questions so if you were going to be I mean, obviously you said that you've been involved in franchising for about four years, so it might be a little bit difficult, but in terms of if you were going to be a franchisee of any brand, who would you Starbucks. Choose? Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> just, love, just love a hazelnut latte, to be honest. <laughs> um, just, I think it's just a really well-packaged brand, and I think it's the only coffee shop that you walk into and feel like it's different. I think everyone has their favourite. Yeah. There'll, there'll be some people who just go... No, Costa Coffee for me. Yeah. But I think there's, um, yeah, I think that I just walk into a Starbucks and it just resonates with me. 
I can't really put my finger on why. I just think it's all packaged really well. Yeah, yeah. Pumpkin spice latte is my thing yeah. at the moment. So. I've tried that one. Oh, you need to try it. It's nice. <laughs> um, and in terms of inspiration, is there anyone that you've met in the industry who you really admire who inspires you? Almost everyone. Almost everyone. I think that the great thing about franchising is that everyone's growing a business but doing something they really care about. So there may be a healthcare franchise and they're doing it because there's a story behind it. There's yeah. a reason why. And each and every one of these businesses that are here today, they're really passionate about growing their business. They're really dedicated to open up opportunities to scale the business and grow, but there's a bit more meaning to it than just growing a business. So I think that that's what I love really about the franchise industry. And is there anything that you've seen, obviously you're still quite new, is there anything that you would perhaps reconsider or change about the industry? So one thing that we've been really mindful of is doing things our own way. And I think that franchising is great because it's an industry and there's kind of an industry standard and way of doing things. Yeah. But what I did find at the outset is sometimes people push the industry standard on you and say that this is the way to do it in franchising. One of the best things about us as a franchise is that we had no prior experience in franchising. So that meant that we came in and whilst we got advice from people, we didn't always take that advice. We listened, right. we were really, really, really respectful, but we also tried some things just doing it our own way. And we have broken the mold a little bit and we have done things a little bit differently. We do social media completely differently to everybody else. Okay. And for us, it works. So whilst the industry standard clearly works and there's, there's metrics and tried and tested methods and that's great, sometimes in business you have to use your gut feeling and intuition and do things your own way and then blend the two. Okay, so in, in that regard, what would you say we need to do differently in order to attract leads into the industry? Say that again, sorry. How do we attract more people into the industry? I think a general awareness of franchising. Um, I would say that if you took 10 people on the street and asked them to explain what a franchise is, I think that seven of them wouldn't be able to. Yeah. I think right. that, um, or give very, very basic information. I think education around what franchising is and the opportunities that it opens up for people is, is really, really key. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and in terms of uh, lead recruitment and that kind of thing, obviously you're a little bit different. What works for you? What works for us is paid social media advertising, um, but not as a standalone. So for me, paid social media advertising is only effective if you have a complete wraparound of organic social media content that goes alongside it. So we are so committed to creating content. Uh, it's one of the reasons I've taken the opportunity to come and sit here today, <laughs> because we just love content creation. Yeah. And you can do so much organically but if you put all your eggs in one basket and just say, we're just gonna pay for it to, for people to see our, our brand, that works to an extent, but it's not gonna work anywhere near as well as if you've got a flood of stuff around that no. that's then organic, so that when they click on your page, yeah. they're gonna see some great stuff there too. Yeah, definitely. That's the thing that we advocate in marketing, so yeah, definitely. Um, and in terms of being part of the franchising community, what is it that you really love and what you enjoy about being part of it? It's just very, just a very giving community. Everyone wants to help each other. Uh, Johnny and I were having a conversation today where we sort of walked in here and said, are these competitors? 
uh, is everyone here competing with each other? And in some ways they may be, because there may be people walking around actively looking to invest in the franchise, and they're deciding between that one and that one. But it's, it's not like that. There, there isn't a, a feeling of competitiveness in that way. There's a feeling of how can we support each other and how can we grow together, and that's what I really like about the industry. Yeah, I think there's definitely something in that. Um, my final question, James. Reflecting back on you, on your life, what would you tell your past self about the most surprising thing that you have found out about franchising? What would I tell my past self? <laughs> yeah, it's got to get my head around the question for answering. What <laughs> would I tell fine. my past self about the most surprising thing? Probably that you can do it with no experience. So yeah. everyone here, well, let me rephrase. There are lots of people within the industry that believe that you have to do things a certain way and that you have to learn how to do franchising to franchise. Yeah. I agree, but I think that's about timing and I believe there's a period of time for us in our industry in particular, football coaching, children football coaching in our franchise, where it's beneficial to do things your own way, to learn and develop and that will be more fast paced than being told what to do and just adopting a framework. Yeah. So kind of the opposite to the actual franchise. <laughs> so the actual franchise should follow the operations manual, yeah. the training and do everything that you tell them because it's tried and tested. But I think you need to go through the tried and tested bit first. Absolutely. And I think quite often that's the pilot. So for me, I ran the, I ran the business for two years, not as a franchise, and effectively that was the pilot. We then had three or four pilots at the outset that enabled us to then really, really gain insights and information and we tweaked and changed things to get it ready to roll out. And it was only at that point that all the industry standards really kicked into play. Yeah. So going out and spending thousands and thousands of pounds on a franchise agreement on day one, I would advise people not to do that. Because actually a very, very basic agreement for your franchise that isn't yet refined is probably the right thing. Yeah. And that actually it's only three or four years down the line where it's really robust, yeah. really tried and tested that you should then go and spend a fortune on putting an agreement together that's yeah. going to protect all the, all the parties in the way that you want to. So it's, that's one little example, but I think there's many more like that. Yeah, definitely. James, it's been really interesting My talking pleasure. to you. Thank you for your time. Thanks to you. Um, and we'll see you next time. Great.